Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. Where are we today? I'm in San Francisco. And I'm in Chicago. Surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny because... Not at the dive bar. Not at the dive bar. No, no. I mean, I, I wish that I had enough space at my own place that I could turn a, a bedroom or, you know, a space into a dive bar. I just turn it completely. Yeah. Having like wood all around. And then the only purpose of it is just having you over. That would be amazing. We could call it puzzles. <laughs> White puzzles. That's the puzzle. <laughs> so stupid. I like that they actually do that joke like several times. And I cannot believe that we're quoting How I Met Your Mother. I'm unemployed. I've been rewatching How I Met Your Mother like nonstop. So I might quote it several more times on this recording. <laughs> That's completely fair. We're almost done rewatching it. It has taken like three years for rewatching the whole thing. It's fine. It's adequate. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it's like the best sitcom of all times, but I don't think that there is any really transcendental sitcom before, besides Happy Endings. But I, I feel like it's the, the style of Scrubs that got so annoying, but they elevated it enough that, yeah, Nine Seasons is fine. The running jokes are quality, and sometimes yeah. I laugh, and sometimes I roll my eyes, and that's all I need in a sitcom. No, no, that's fair. Um, but talking about all you need in a sitcom, and talking about all you need in a horror zombie movie, what did it was this time? This was my pick, and for, I would say, three or four years, I claimed this film to be my favorite film of all time in my early 20s. Um, we watched the Danny Boyle zombie film 28 days later. Sorry, I'm like right now raising my hand. I wanted to yeah, just interrupt you, you know. But uh, thank you. Uh, was this before or after Magnolia was your favorite film? It was about the same time. So like during, I'm not going to remember the specific years, but it rotated between 25th Hour. Um, uh, shit, what is that Spike Lee joint that Edward Norton was in? The 25th... Hour? No, anyway, it, it went between Magnolia, 28 Days Later, and whatever the Spike Lee joint is, starring Barry Pepper, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Edward Norton. Well, maybe I never watched it. Maybe we should watch that one. We should. It used to be my favorite film, just like 28 Days Later. <laughs> exactly. And we should rewatch Magnolia to treat us like, like a reality <laughs> check. <laughs> So why did you the twenty fifth hour is the Spike Lee movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you pick? Uh, what did you pick? 28, 28 days later. Um, to be honest, I don't remember. I think we we had been doing some double headers, and we kind of decided we wanted something lighter. Um, and so I was like, I love twenty fifth hour and sunshine, and there's a lot of Danny Boyle films I like that I like to make you watch. Yeah, yeah, I still haven't forgiven you for sunshine, but sure. Uh, so as this was your pick, uh, I guess that I had to summarize it. And uh, the story opens, I would say that I found, like when I watched it the first time, I found refreshing that it's like, this is not left to interpretation about like why there is a zombie outbreak. And they don't call it zombies, they call it infected. But uh, it opens with a group of ecology 
radicals, like terrorists, eco-terrorists, like trying to free uh, some monkeys in a lab. That they're clearly very excited. And then, like, the most stereotypical scientist with a row comes in and says, No, you shouldn't do that. They're infected. But they still open one of the cages and someone gets beating their face off and they just come back as great zombies. And then it just jumps. Did I lie? Did I make something up? No, no. I, I feel like you need to call out the, the eco-terrorists say, infected with what? Yeah. And the scientist says, rage. <laughs> yeah, with rage. <laughs> it's like, I love that. It's, like, it's, it's basically like if you look at the, how you say, like the periodic table, that there is like an element that is rage, R-A, you know. That's exactly what they infected it with pure rage. Um, so... The movie then jumps to a to a hospital where we see sorry that I was for his name Cillian Murphy. We see Cillian Murphy like waking up out of a coma. Like we assume that it's a coma. It's like clearly that he was uh, unconscious, and the door was locked, and he actually finds like the keys like under the door. As the audience, we already know what is happening. That there was like a zombie outbreak, and they just lock everyone with like good luck hope that you come back to life in the next 10 days before you die. Um, funny enough, is like all the systems were probably still operating, all of the monitors and everything, no? There was still electricity, um, but you could believe that if there was a mass event like that, electricity would still be running at least four weeks afterwards. Yeah, and then we see him like, just roaming around London where everything is completely empty. Is that we see like 10 minutes of that basically is that they basically invested a lot of money for just shooting those scenes and they wanted to make the most out of it so he works in front of the uh, uh buckingham palace there is no one like very iconic places and there is not a single soul and he goes to piccadilly circus that is funny seeing it like back in the what this is 2002 like 20 years ago and uh, how analogic it was compared to now that is more like LED screens everywhere and he actually sees like a lot of information there that it says that hey these people have disappeared blah 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 and he finds some newspapers like completing the picture um some minutes later he finds a couple of survivors that saved him in the last second uh from being eaten by a couple of infected that they are running they're not zombies, they're infected, so they run. Uh, and uh, he gets saved. Unnecessarily, they explode against the station for the sake of it. As far as I do, there are like two of them. He's like, I'm pretty sure that you can kill them or run away. Is they just making that explosion probably would trigger like more of them by just coming by. Um, but in any case, they take them to a safe spot underground. They say that it's a, we should always be in pairs. You should never be by yourself. And if you get infected, I will kill you. So the next thing that they do as responsible survivors is going to the main character's parents' house, Cillian Murphy's parents' house where they actually see that they actually died, but they died, they didn't got turned or anything. I don't remember if they committed suicide, they left a note to him just in case he comes back. And uh, then one of the other two survivors gets beaten by a zombie, they kill them, and then 
Cillian Murphy and uh, Naomi Harris, I think that is the name of that actress. Um, they just keep roaming around the city. They meet up with uh, Brendan Gleeson and her daughter in their apartment. And sorry that I'm doing like a lot of undang, but it's a, basically it's a road trip of different scenes. That is a now they're partnering with these two. They're getting a recording on the radio about like, come here, we're the survivors. We have an army and we're going to rebuild everything. Uh, they get there and they find Doctor Who. What is the name of this actor? Uh, one that, oh, Christopher Eccleston. That he was also in The Leftovers. Ah, uh, okay. The one with the very British ears. Um, but at that point, Brendan Gleeson already has a drop, a very dramatic drop of blood that goes into his eyes and then he turns immediately, so he needs to be killed, needs to be put down. Uh, and then on that act is that basically all of the military that they are with Christopher Eccleston, they are basically insane. They try to kill Cillian Murphy and they try to rape uh, Naomi Harris and the daughter of Brendan Gleeson. So Cillian Murphy goes into Rambo mode, um, basically get them all killed, saves the two women, but he gets shot, um, but he still survives because he's the main character. So the end. The end. Yep. And I, if there was any kind of character development, maybe Naomi Harris like goes from a I would leave you behind if you are slowing me down to we need to save Cillian Murphy, he just got shot. And that's it. I don't know if there are more character death beyond that. No, I mean, the yeah, the point of this film was definitely not character development. And they didn't put any in, which is, is fine. Like, I don't need a ton of character development in a thriller. Would you call this a thriller or horror? Let's say horror, but it's not that horror either i think that it was more scary like the first time that i watched it but this is what we were saying the other day like yeah i think that i went to the cinema to watch this one um but i think that uh what we're saying that our sensibility probably has changed like quite a bit and horror has become more i don't know it's saying nuance is the best word because we still have like a scary jams and everything but there is not this oh my god there's going to be like a zombie coming now, the way that they use zombies here is pretty weird. It's not really for horror, it's for just desolation. As a risk on this desolation. Yeah, I don't... Well, let me, let me say, first off, this film is grainy, grainy as fuck. Like, it felt less... The visuals had less quality than, like, something filmed in 1995. And I don't understand why. Unless Danny Boyle really wanted to film digitally, and this is just at that time where it was, like, almost a viable option. Um, and he does have an eye for, like, setting up the world and kind of the anxiety of being isolated in a city. I did, like, kind of the first ten minutes, but then after that, I felt kind of like your description, and it was just like, and then... And then, and then, and I don't care. Yeah, it's more. Like and the final alien... third, you have to admit that sunshine, the final third of sunshine, is better than this. <laughs> the final third, I was like, dude, why? Why has he turned into this kind of ultimate, not really killing machine, but chaos machine? I assume I don't know how to call it. Um, but how I left when the movie was over is that what was the point of this? 
this as a zombie movie is not that good and it's like as a thriller I don't get anything I don't know if there, there should be like something deeper into it but I don't get anything yeah I wish I could say otherwise but like in 2000 I must have seen this in 2002 because I know I bought this before I moved to Russia in 2003 it felt like such a fun ride well I was 18 at the time Regardless, it's not a fun ride in 2023, and it bums me out because I really did call this my favorite film, and there's nothing yeah. redeeming about this. Nothing. The funny thing is, just today I was having a, a bad day. You know, there are like some days that is that you don't, everything feels like it's against you, and you feel it's like, dude, I, I don't want to do anything, but I had to watch the movie. And in this, most of the time when we watch like any of these movies, I always feel like, you know, at least it was entertaining. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I, I finished watching the movie and usually I don't text you about like how I feel and I started like just like texting you about like this is how I feel about this movie because I felt upset. You can ask my boyfriend, but it's like I felt upset. I felt like he made me watch this. <laughs> it felt like I just worked for two additional hours. It didn't feel like enjoyable. And the thing is like there is nothing like inherently wrong with it. But it's not enjoyable. It's, it's not, not enjoyable. And honestly, I felt bored. I was like, yeah. okay, like, let's get to the end already. We get it. I Yeah, I'm super bummed. And I'm sorry I made you watch the shitty movie on your shitty day. <laughs> it was, you choose the movie. You didn't choose the day that I was going to be That's watching. True. I could have watched it earlier, you know, but it's like yesterday was like, oh, we have to watch the movie. So, yeah. Uh... And we started watching it too late, so we ended too late, and then at the end it was like, I cannot watch anything else after this, so I have to go to bed with this taste in my mouth. Um, so this film is not available to stream anywhere, and I'm embarrassed about how much I know about this film, but there were multiple endings. So I'm curious which ending you saw, because there was an American one, and there's a British one. I think they made for the American release Killian Murphy survive. But in the British one, he died. And it's just Naomi Harris and the daughter at the end. So I, I think in the in the one you were able to find, he is alive, right? And they and they do the He's help. alive. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason what I was saying. It's like, he got shot, but he still survives. That is like, can, can at least like sacrifice himself? It doesn't make too much sense that he survives. None of them are a nurse. It's like, how did they actually like, do that? But uh, yeah, not even a spoiler alert, because if this is not clear, it's like, I don't think that anyone should be watching this movie in 2023. But And honestly, I, I don't like spoilers. This movie deserves to be spoiled. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, because when I watched it, I knew... No, the, the the version that I watched back in Spain when I watched it originally, it was the same ending that I was this time. He survived. Because I remember like those flashes when he sees like the hell. And then he's like, oh no, they're oh, writing yeah. hello. Just so I, we haven't mentioned this um, so far in this recording, but Alex Garland wrote this script. Um, and we know that Alex Garland went on to direct many mediocre films. <laughs> many mediocre sci-fi films that yes. somehow people appreciate. Yeah, as a writer, I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him at all. It's like, I think that he has decent ideas, but this is not a decent idea. 
this is monkeys infected with rage. Yeah, no, it, it felt so gross. Oh, that scene, I was actually embarrassed. And I was like, well, that one line didn't age well, but let's see how the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> let's pretend that it didn't happen. There may be redeeming qualities here. The rest did not age well either. Um, yeah, this was not a good movie. No, he certainly was not. Uh, Super Gear over the question because I got the feeling that we're going to keep like, just beating down the horses. Yeah. yeah, let's go over the question. Uh, would you watch it again? Honestly, I think this was the final time. I, I, I don't. It's not that I would be like, no, I'm not watching this. I don't think I'm ever going to seek this out again unless in ten years I forget how disappointing this experience was, which could happen. But no, but, I would not watch it again. But this is one of the reasons why we are recording this podcast. So if like, it's at some point, <laughs> if you're tempted to actually say that it's like, should I watch this again? Is that you can go to Spotify and just check that it's like, what did we think about it? Oh, it's a piece of shit. I should yeah. be watching it. Uh, yeah, I don't think that I'll be watching this again. How many times did you watch it before this one? Uh, I would say easily 15 times. Gotcha. Yeah, for me, probably this was the third time. I remember like watching it a couple of times. I remember, like watching it on the cinema and then like, watching it once again. I said, like, it's good, but it's not as good. So I remember I'm feeling peace about like these are not zombies. If they run, this is an insult to George Romero. Well, in fairness to Danny Boyle, he was like very, he was like, these are not zombies. I don't call them zombies. This is not a zombie film. Okay, but zombies is the closest word that we can de use to describe them. Yeah, it's not a zombie movie, but it plays as a zombie movie, but worse. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, there is actually a Train to Busan. Did you watch it? A zombie Korean movie? Yes, I did watch it. You asked me to watch it years ago, and I did. Oh, wow. Uh, that one I think that they ran to, if I recall correctly. So it's not a zombie movie. But it's good, actually, you know, oh, so no, it's, like, like it's not a requirement, it's not a requirement, it's more like in this, how many scenes do you have with zombies, like, in all of them at the end of the scene, it's like, and now the zombie, it almost felt like, and now the zombie, it feels almost like, hey, you're using the same manual, is that you created like the formula the first time and you feel like it's good, like he, when he goes to the charts and then you feel it, they like, say, oh, and then the zombies came out. So it's like, I had to do that about like presenting the solution and then the zombies. For making it yeah, worse. it was very formulaic. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't need to watch it again, ever. Uh, would you recommend it? No, not anymore. Although I did for years as my favorite film. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, Magnolia was released. What year? Oh, was Magnolia was before. 99. So basically, you're saying that 20 days later, dethrone Magnolia. I don't think I saw Magnolia until like I was years after this. So, yes, Magnolia may have dethroned 25th Hour. Or no, no 28 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, would you remember 28 years later? I remember everything, everything about there was there were no surprises, nothing. I was like expecting a scene, wow, I forgot that. That was cool. Nope. <laughs> Just quick thing. Uh 
as I said, is that I broke usually my board of silence that I try not to say anything about the movie. And when you tell me something, I always like joke about like, eh, 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 let's not say too much. Do you think that I could have influence like with my comments, negative comments yesterday about like time just put 20 days later in its place? Your opinion on the movie? I don't think so, because even if I felt like this was a guilty pleasure, I would proudly call it a guilty pleasure and be like, yeah, this didn't age well, but I fucking love it. I did no. not love it. It's just not a good movie. So Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I would I remember like some of the stuff. I remember the ending. I remember like a couple of the scenes. Now, as I usually say, is that this is a cautionary tale. Is that my brain is going to protect me from watching it again. He already knows by fire 28 days later, turn immediately correlation um is there anything artistic about it i mean yeah there's there is some style there are some pretty good performances i, I mean nothing that stands out so i guess no <laughs> I don't, so no it's not, like a, it's not horribly bad i i don't know I don't know how to answer this. I'm just going to say no, because there's nothing okay. like, like, yes, that's artistic. So one thing that I was telling you yesterday that it pissed me off a lot, and I think that I was still watching the movie when I told you, is that every three seconds, there is a Dutch angle, you know, like a oblique. And, and I'm not exaggerating. I got to a point about like, just counting the time. I say, say, he cannot get like a straight angle. It's like someone told him that it's like, hey, what you need for just building tension and just getting everyone on their seat is a touch angle. And he went all in, you know, so I couldn't take him seriously. Like the way that he constructed like the emptiness of London is like, sure, yeah, it's fine. But also at the same time, it's not coherent with like, hey, you have like a 12 million city. Sorry, it's, it's not a 12 million people city. So nothing really felt congruent to me. Everything felt like a bit of a, you really want me to use suspension of disbelief? And I'm not getting any of that. Yeah, it felt stylistically the things you're describing very close to Run Lola Run when that was innovative and interesting. And Danny Boyle like jumped on this train like, what, eight years late? Yeah, uh, like four years later, it felt like, hey, I can do video clips. Yeah, yes, that's what it and felt like. Yeah, and it's like, this is not a video clip. So, Run All Around, like, worked because it's that like you have the music going along. And he knew that it's like, I'm trying to do a video clip, I'm not trying to do, like, anything too deep. So, sit down and just enjoy this ride. Is that this felt you have some visual style that a visual flair that you want to be like a video clip but you cannot make it work i'm not opposed to that kind of heavy aesthetic but it's like just make it work not like this yeah, yeah. and actually danny boyle is like made it he made it work with a trench body and i would argue later he did make that style work with 127 hours at least that's how i remember it who knows yeah. we were to go you may not like it it's not a great movie that's but Millionaire, it has like a rhythm that is like okay i see what you're going for is that this doesn't have a rhythm but it has like some of the elements so i felt confused about it now is it a timeless piece no and the only evidence i can provide against that is that it aged like shit <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, for me, it's like, hey, this is the 90s in 2002. Yep. <laughs> just, just saying, you know. Uh, and it felt like, hey, this is probably one of the most timely movies. Alberti could have been like, recorded at any other time, like a story about infected could have happened any other time. There is something that it gets like super, this is from a different time. How it was done, the aesthetics, the story, everything feels like you are not the lost boys, but you are not that different. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> Would you turn this into a TV show? Uh, who's writing it? Is it Alex Carlin? <laughs> it's Alex Carlin. Did you Absolutely watch Debs? Did you I watch Debs? Debs. No. Okay, the TV show that Alex Carlin wrote. Don't watch it. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't turn this into a TV show. It's... No. No. The two hours... No. No, it's more than enough. Uh, could this have been a short? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely, yes. Even if they don't... That's the funny thing. Is I had a feeling that they could kept, They could have kept, like, most of the scenes, reducing the length, and this could have been below one hour. Oh, 100%. I'm thinking like a tight 25 minutes, they keep the big important scenes and we would get the same impact. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if you remove a scene, it's definitely 25 minutes. Do you know what it's like? I'm just saying that if like, you could keep most of the, how do you say, like stages of the movie. Yeah. And it would be a short, less than one hour. You know, if remove like all of the fat that you have here. Um, do you think that this movie could have been better? Yep. There's a lot that could have been better. Yeah, definitely try to make us attached to the characters. I didn't care about any of them. Is they not even going with Cillian Murphy to see his parents' house and just seeing like the note? It didn't make me care about him. Yeah, no, I, I was surprised how I didn't care about any of them. I remember even Naomi Harris being um, like I could empathize with her. I cared about her a little bit. Not this time. Nope. No, no, it's. This is sad. Uh, and not in the right way. Um, super scorried. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was your pick, so I had to score it first. Um, honestly, at the beginning, I was more like leaning towards a okay score, but thinking about how I felt, thinking about like how much I love cinema, how much I love horror cinema and sci-fi, and how it turned my day from Hey, this is a city day into what the fuck this just felt like job like a job i think that i'm going to be like giving it a two what a two i, I think, think that's exaggerated i'm exaggerated but i'm telling you it's like it's more about like the circumstances of i was not having a good day and danny ball had all of the cars on his hand for just like turning it around and he felt miserably if i were more objective probably would give it a four you know, but it's not a good movie. It's definitely not a good movie. It's boring as hell. Yeah, I, I don't know how to score this. I'm going to go with a four. You know that I feel five is perfectly mediocre, but this was oh, perfectly mediocre, but also boring. So four, I guess. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I think that I was telling you before the podcast, we were talking about uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I was saying that the more that I consume from him, the less I like Phantom of the Opera. 
that I tend to like. And it's like, I think that the same thing happens with Danny Boyle, is that the more that I was like his movies, the, le- the less I like the ones that I think that they're good. And I haven't watched them. It's like, now I'm afraid. I don't want to watch Transporting. Now I'm afraid of truly watching. Yeah, is yeah, that? We just... through his IMDb page and we were like, which of these would we happily rewatch? And it wasn't many. <laughs> nope, nope. I mean, I would rewatch Slant of Millionaire. I know that it's super heavy-handed. I know that it's the kind of movie that Hollywood is going to like, but it was enjoyable. Is that the rhythm was good? It was like the same type of rhythm from Transporting. And Transporting, I think. I mean, I watched that movie a lot of times while I was in college, and now I don't want to watch it again. I, I honestly, I'm not going to pick this movie because this 28 days later, I was like, no more Danny Boyle. I would like to hear your opinion of Millions. Unless that one's bad too. No, let's just not revisit Danny Boyle for a while. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, let's just give it a, a quarantine. Like, you know, time off. About like, you know, that's, that's, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like the Kubrick thing that is like, hey, we watched 2001. We need to watch more Kubrick. It's like, no, we watched Danny Boyle. It's enough. Uh-huh. One, <laughs> one is enough. Thank you. Thank you, boy. Thank you, Danny. Just yeah, we, don't call us. We will call you. Uh, okay, as this was your pick, uh, I had to pick Nest. And maybe I would regret this. But uh, since I watched this movie, I've always been like, God, this movie was good. It could have been amazing, but I feel like it's really good. That movie is Aitonia, and every single time that I mentioned this to you, you didn't feel like it's about it. It, it was fine. I don't, as I recall, and it's been years, it was a fine movie with nothing exceptional. I, no, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to talk more about it. I don't want to give away why I think that it could have been exceptional. But yeah. All right. Come on. Anything else to say about 20 Days Later or Danny Boy? Just uh, wash your hands and don't watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye.